Hello and welcome to Game On Girls Farewell 2015 live hangout. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Woo. Woo! Woo! That's about the enthusiasm I think we have as a group for going over this last year. This is what year. you do. This is what you get for doing it right after New Year's Eve. I know. <laughs> we all stayed up until one, two o'clock in the morning. Some of us didn't stay up until two o'clock in the morning. I did. We Played did morning. Really. Oh, I yeah. Nice. I played Munchkin for the first time. Oh, cool. It really I haven't actually played that myself. So tired. It's a really confusing game when you're exhausted. <laughs> I think pretty much all games are. Yeah, especially if they're new and you're just learning them. You know, that's like just kind of the way it goes. It's a water deep. Yes. Like oh of, yeah. When you're tired. That. How how how? What was the, at the end of the day, right? Mark, yeah. when we taught you that. Yeah, after we had played like four or five other games that were completely new to me, so yep, <laughs> had no time to like learn any of the rules well. So it's just kind of I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah, and then he kicked our butts, so I don't yeah, feel yeah. too bad about it. <laughs> Chris said, just concentrate on solving the quests for your specific uh, yep. lord. And I'm like, okay, and I did it very yep. quickly. That's all it takes. All right. Well, I oh I didn't introduce we didn't introduce ourselves. I'm Regina. Hi. Hi. I'm Rhonda. Hi. I'm Rhonda. <laughs> I'm Mark. Since somebody else is gonna talk. Hi. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Hello. I'm Isabella. Hi. <laughs> Perfect. So this is our crew today to say a fond farewell and f fond? off 2015. Huh? Fond? Fond. Yeah, yeah saying farewell is fond, right? Because I brought, I brought this for 2015. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> this is for you, 2015. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's not been a great year. And nope. this is, uh, you know, kind of going around. Um, it's not just us, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was actually noticing that about uh, people talking on Twitter and stuff. People I follow were kind of like, Nah. Like Christopher Moore, the author, his his tweet last night was uh, something along the lines of my sum up for 2015. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I heard that as well from from him and some other like famous people. And I've had numerous friends who have had you know major life events and bad things happen. And a friend of mine from high school whose dad died two days ago. <laughs> like, Jeez. <laughs> 2015 sure. really had to like put one more in there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was to the very last minute. Yeah, we couldn't get through New Year's Eve. Without this is what we them. think. Yeah. <laughs> I think Archer would uh, tell 2015 to eat a bag of dicks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No doubt about that for sure. <laughs> Apparently, someone has learned how to open the door in. Oh, I have um, been relatively safe in here because she was able to open the doors when she was inside the room to get out of them, but not she, the other way around. Because she didn't understand that she had to push from one side and pull from the other. Now she yep. does. Now she does, just as of right now. So what do you get when you start raising genius babies? 
<laughs> so what oh, adult okay. beverages are we all enjoying this oh, evening? Oh, yes. Let's go through a list. Regina, you start. I have hot apple cider in my Hogwarts mug with uh, caramel vodka. Whoa. <laughs> it's nice. It is. It smells delicious, I have to say. It does. It does smell quite delicious. I am drinking some Southern Tier chocolate orange. Mm. Nice. And it is quite stouty. Quite stouty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan? I have, a, I have a what they call a Moscow Mule, which was a Christmas gift to my wife. So I am uh, enjoying her gift. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Maybe okay. that's what uh, I should be doing. <laughs> lime, lime juice and uh, lime juice vodka and uh, ginger beer. That's what's in it. It's quite gingery and tasty. Nice. Yeah, maybe I should be enjoying John's um, Christmas present. He got uh, sake. Ooh. Oh wow! Wow! From China. The fancy sake bottle. Very. Wow. Yeah, maybe I should be. But the yeah, lid's just, not the lid's not cracked yet, so I better. Just tell him it fell on the Honey, floor. Honey, by the way. <laughs> you have to drink it before it spilled. Yeah, it popped open all on its own. Oh. And oh, I just oh. I just had to have them. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> Isabella, what do you got? I don't have anything. I just have cranberry juice. Oh, that's a virgin cranberry vodka. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just say that I'm drinking gin. How's that? <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in um, the Guild is when um, uh, Codex is, I can't remember what it was, what catastrophic event was going on in her life, and she goes to Clara, and Clara gives her a sippy cup, and she assumes it's going to be a sippy cup of juice, and it's a sippy cup of straight vodka. <laughs> <laughs> And then she goes, she's like, oh, sorry, I'm a mom. Right. It's <laughs> the mom and me. <laughs> it's the mom and me. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I had, I mean, considering how how horrible 2015 was, the, um, the holidays were abundant. I mean, I the, the gift giving and the, the, the stuff that I got over the holidays and the the um, fellowship and com camaraderie was just maybe that's what you know after such a bad year we were needing I think we all were needing it because everybody was just extremely generous I don't know about you guys mm -hmm. yeah yeah we had a, I had a good year and I good was, holidays I was very generous to myself in giving gifts <laughs> especially to me it's pretty great and and how are you good to you, Isabella? Yeah. I bought myself some new skate wheels, a new winter coat, new shoes, lots of things. Nice. That's a good haul. Mm -hmm. Did anybody else buy themselves a gift? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I bought myself my best gift. <laughs> what? Uh, I bought myself an espresso machine. <gasps> I don't know what's pretty in our house. <laughs> you can come over anytime you want, Rhonda, for coffee. It's <laughs> a hell of a flight for coffee. Yeah. yeah but, uh, let's think of the company that would go with it. <laughs> You're right. Rhonda is pretty good company. 
She is excellent company. <laughs> so yeah, that was my gift to myself. I was I've I've used a caring for many years and it's kind of I, I really wanted to have a tea kettle again, like so I could have tea because I don't I didn't drink tea in the uh, caring because it was just it didn't make the water hot enough to make good tea. So I decided to downsize and get rid of that, and I'm like, but I still want coffee, so I'll get an espresso machine, because that upsize. makes sense. Sure. Yeah, that's curious. a downsize? <laughs> in terms of the space it takes up on my counter, it is. Uh. <laughs> like, you know, caring was this huge, you know, thing, and yeah. my espresso machine is, like, this big, so. What yeah. kind did you get? An espresso, it's the, you know, it's okay. a, it's a similar idea as the K-Cups, where it's a pod of espresso okay. that you pop in, so I don't have to measure and, you know, actually... Think about is that the stuff. one that uh, George Clooney and Danny DeVito are advertising? Yeah, right that's the one. Yeah, Maybe, okay. I don't know. I don't wa really watch advertising, so. Yeah, I, you know, you wish you could miss it, but. Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I, I didn't know that they were advertising it, but it does. It 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 comes with a really the one the, one of the main reasons why I got that one was it has an automatic milk frother that comes with it. Ooh. Yes. So you just push a button and it steams your milk like perfect with like lovely foam and frothy goodness. And uh, that was a good motivation for getting that one over a traditional espresso machine where I would have had to froth milk myself. I can just push a button and get breakfast ready for the mini and, you know, do my thing and then it's done, ready to go. So. Yep. Moms deserve that. Mm -hmm. That was kind of my rationale. I'm like... <laughs> What about you guys? Did you guys buy yourselves any gifts? I, I, I guess I picked up uh, the Mad Max game for myself on Steam yesterday because it was on sale, but I didn't really think of it as gifting myself. It's more like, uh, Ryan says this is Utility? Yeah, it's <laughs> save me some money. Utility expense. That's right. <laughs> it's uh, saving yourself 30 bucks, which is nice. Yeah. That's cool. Have you started yeah, playing? I didn't buy myself anything. Yeah, well, I have. I don't. I don't think Mark has, but uh, it, uh, it's a good game. But I'll talk about that later. I didn't buy myself anything for Christmas either, so you just skip past me. I wasn't very <laughs> generous to myself. Well, John and I bought ourselves Xbox One. You go. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. And my brother says I went to the dark side because. <laughs> But we've always didn't get a PlayStation. Yeah, um, we got a PlayStation first, and then um, my friend Ray gave us his old Xbox um, whenever he got his Xbox One, and we've been debating for, you know, since the new ones came out, which one we were going to get, and um, eh, just ended up being Xbox. Cool. And how do you like it? Um. So far, I mean, it's got some it's got some quirks that are bugging me, but I think it has to do with um, the free game, the games that came with bundled with it. We got uh, Tomb Raider, and then the the new Tomb Raider, and Fallout Three, and well, that that came separately. But when I, I downloaded the games, and when I go in and try to play them, they force me to play them under John's account. I don't understand why I can't play them under my account. And it just is like, you must play these games by the purchaser's account. I was like, I'm half a purchaser. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> we're on the same box. I don't understand the problem. Yeah. So, but so far, I mean, it's fine. You know, it's got a bunch of games that we. Uh, I got gift cards for the Xbox. I haven't even begun to play all the games. So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good Christmas. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a good Christmas. So, any other um, outstanding, um, geeky or otherwise uh, unique gifts people got this year that you want to uh, speak to? I can I can start this time if you guys would like. I got sure. several besides the soy sauce. I got several wonderful Ooh. souvenir gifts. From my sister, the world traveler. Right. Uh, T-shirts, scarves, everything you could possibly think of. These beautiful places: China, Thailand, um, Australia. That was just—it was a blast simply because of the stories and, and right. All that stuff came on. with everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, she also got me this um, super cool scarf. I don't know whether it'll ever show up on the um, the camera or not, but she saw it. On Etsy and ordered it. Oh, that's cool. But it's all anime characters. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, everybody was just, everybody was just so generous. It's such a fun. We came back a little early from from my mother's place. Simply, it was, it was a long vacation, but it was like we want to come home and play with our toys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like we've got so many toys. Um, one of the only other things I was going to show was my husband let's see if anybody knows what this is no idea is it coffee? is it's it the coffee beans that are eaten by the little animals or that's exactly right does anybody know what it, <laughs> what she's talking about are these nope. the coffee beans they have to pass through some animals' digestive tract? Be That's exactly right. I would this. like to suggest you have that and then the sake immediately after. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to kill anything Yeah, this is poop coffee. Um, <laughs> Apparently, I mean, we had heard about it ages and ages ago, and when John opened this, my uh, sister and brother-in-law gave it to him, and he was looking at it, and they're like, okay, there's a story behind this, and we both went, poop coffee! Uh, apparently, it's the most expensive coffee in the world. Um, it is the only coffee that Jack Nicholson will drink. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm going to spread that vicious rumor. Sure, do it. <laughs> Um, no fact checking here. Come on, people. Um, this is called—it's an Indonesian coffee, Kope. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's Kope Luwak or Savet coffee. And it—they noticed that these um, little critters, Savet cats, um, love the fruit on the coffee plants, and so they eat the fruit, but. Of course, they don't eat the seed and they digest it. And I, for who <laughs> picked these up and decided to to brew them? Somebody who was out of coffee and very desperate. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, it was just a sublime 
brew of coffee. Well, of course, now the um, civet cats are in captivity and they're fed and they're fed the the coffee fruit. But of course, they're probably not the fruit ne necessarily that the civet cats would selectively choose. So it's probably not as good quality as it used to be when it was just pooped in the forest. When it was truly organic poop coffee. Poop coffee. <laughs> But I'm just thrilled that we got some poop coffee. So, wherever at Rhonda's house, just go with the tea. Go with the tea. Do <laughs> <laughs> any more of that sake? Or, yeah, exactly. Stick to the sake. <laughs> I'll bring this to your... Uh, oh, your espresso thing takes K-cups. Oh, well, I'll get one of those little replacement cups. You yeah, can, can make that. your own. Yeah, I can make our own cups of poop coffee for my espresso machine. That would be awesome. <laughs> anyway, it's impossible to name all the cool stuff that I got. So, nice. um, food and T-shirts and awesome T-shirts from all over the world and gift cards and stuff. Cool. Thank you to all of my loved ones. You guys feel <laughs> very, very happy. <laughs> what about you, Isabella? How'd you do? Um, I don't typically get a lot of presents because uh, my family does not know how to buy things for me. <laughs> I guess I'm not very good at conveying what I like. Although, and they're not on Amazon. Apparently not, although I know my brother is, so I don't know what happened. I got a lot of chocolate and a fancy robe. Um, and Still getting socks, pants underwear, underwear, and yep. pajamas. Yeah, huh? I also got pajama pants. That you, now you see why I buy myself lots of things around this time of year. Fair enough. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Um, well, probably my, my big gift that I like the most is my Apple TV. I got the, <gasps> the new Apple TV, <gasps> which is nice. I have been enjoying that. Uh, the other thing, I got uh, this T-shirt, which is kind of a, a vintage Star Wars. Yeah. T-shirt, which is like my new favorite T-shirt in the world because it's super comfortable and it's got like the the retro '80s stripes going on up here, on the sleeves. Yeah. Uh, I also got. It's probably gonna be hard to see, but I will point it out here. These little guys dancing around the clock, mm -hmm. which are the dancing snacks from the vintage uh, movie screen. You know, when you oh, like put a movie start, lobby. let's all go to the lobby. That is great. That is really cool. So, so those are that's the the hot dog, the drink, and the popcorn um, dancing back there. Now, who's the witty awesome. pop culture person who got you those? Well, I had actually asked for them. I put them on my list. So. Okay, so that would be you. <laughs> I, I guess. I <laughs> you witty but, uh, pop culture person. Yeah, they're they're kind of a cool vintage thing. I I happened to see them on Amazon one time, so I put them in my wish list, and I I am. Kind of like Isabella, I usually buy the stuff that I want for myself, and um, so it's really hard to like tell people what I want. So I purposely, you know, was putting little things away in my um, cart so I could ask for them later on. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Nice. What about um, were you, Regina? Uh, well, I uh, the part of my Christmas is delayed; that hasn't happened yet. So oh. I'm waiting for sort of my big presents to. To fall in January, um, and I'm a little guilty because I haven't unpacked the geekiest and the coolest gift I've gotten um, because I have a toddler. 
and I'm constantly afraid she's going to um, maul the things that I love. So this actually came from, um, mm. from Rhonda, guys. Oh, <laughs> so this is from Rhonda. It's still, like I said, it's still in its packaging here. Um, and you can't really, oh, there you can see got some light on it now. Okay, so this is a Wonder Woman comic, as you can probably tell. And can anybody read the date on the... On the 1974? Yes. I'm guessing your birth year? Yes. <laughs> and month. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure, Rhonda, you can confirm that this is the, the issue that came out the week I was born. Yep. Yeah. So um, it has inspired me. There's a lot of um, upheaval kind of going on in my house right now um, because I'm getting a fair amount of new furniture arriving mm. <laughs> next couple of months. Um, and th that's part of the reason why I've left it in its packaging because everything's getting kind of shifted around and where we have everything. So um, I'm going to I'm going to make a wall of Wonder Woman in the house when I when I get everything kind of settled in, and that will be the, one of the of centerpieces a, of it. Sort of a wonder wall, if you will. A wonder wall. Uh, <laughs> a wonder wall, if you will. Yeah. Somebody should make so, a song about that. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to read some of the uh, the captions on the cover of that one because I thought oh, that yeah. it was extremely hilarious. hilarious and perfect yeah. for you. So it says, um, please, Wonder Woman, you must come back. The Justice League needs you. And she's got, like, hand to her head, and she's like, no, Superman, I can't. And then it's got Superman's face down here, and he's saying, uh, you're about to read Wonder Woman's strangest story, and I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell it to you exactly as it happened. Yeah, and on the inside front cover, it says something about um, uh, how to tame a woman or something. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I told you, you, you take it out of the frame, you've got to read Yeah, it's I, I intend to. I intend to as soon as I get it kind of set up. And I know I don't want to take it out of the packaging until I know where I'm going to hang it. Um, like I said, because I have little hands that either have hummus or salsa <laughs> or um, cheese on them all well, the time. Jeez, Regina, wash your hands once in a while. I was going to say. Hygiene is just gone, you know. It's, it's, that's the effect of 20, 2015 on my life. I have, I have no, hummus. I'm washing my own hands. <laughs> hummus. <laughs> Is that good? Are, are, can we go to Mark? I don't yes. want to cut you yep. off. No, I'm what good. What about you, Mark? Um, my wife got me a really cool present, something I've been wanting for a couple of years now, but she didn't really count it as a, pre a Christmas present because it got here, I don't know, a week into December. Um, it's a an Ibanez uh, seven-string electric guitar. So I was Ooh. pretty stoked about that and, and trying to learn how to play with an extra string now. Um, wow. And then oh, yeah. Apparently she felt guilty because I bought her a bunch of stuff for Christmas. Cause, you know, I felt like I had to because she bought me a, a nice guitar. <laughs> and um, she somehow felt like things were uneven, so she needed to get me a bunch of presents for Christmas. And I was like, I got a present. She's like, it doesn't count. I'm like, all right, whatever. So um, she got me several games. Um, the... Uh, all the uh, Cards Against Humanity with the bigger blacker box and all that, so I'll have that here now. And um, Oh, so you won't just get your fix when we play here. <laughs> right. Um, and 
the um, board game version of War Machine Undercity. She got me that, and she got me this other kind of uh, tile RPG um, game. I can't remember what it's called, but the premise is your these heroes have been turned into mice, and so you're trying to oh mice and mystics. Yeah. Yep. So got that, and then the other thing that I really liked that she got me was um, there's a um, movie out there of Call of Cthulhu that was uh, done by these guys. Year or two ago, I think maybe three years now. Um, that uh, it was done on a real shoestring budget, but they shot it as a black and white silent movie. And it sounds, you know, really hokey, but if you watch it, it's actually really good. <laughs> it it really works in the black and white silent film genre. Hmm. Um, I bet it kind of would actually. I could see yeah. it kind of lending itself to that. That story. Yeah, it's not super long. I think it's like only like 45 minutes to an hour, but it's I really enjoy it. I think it's probably one of the best Call of Cthulhu um, movies that I've ever seen. So, or Cthulhu Mythos movies, I should say. Well, I was gonna transition because of your T-shirt and Ryan's T-shirt, but I don't, I'm not sure. You're, are you wearing the same T-shirt you wore last time, Mark? Which one mm -hmm. are you wearing? No, the one I was wearing last time was my uh, Darth Vader um, with a you know Christmas hat. The cherry, yeah. The... Says, I find your lack of cheer disturbing. <laughs> this time it's a sweatshirt that um, basically looks like a rib cage and kind of a pelvis. It's basically a bass guitar coming up as the spine, and then a bunch of like guitar and mic chords. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, I thought maybe it was the Darth Vader one again because I wish I had made Ryan go last so we could segue into Star Wars. And before we do that, did anybody else do anything event-wise um, over the holidays? We got to go to the um, the National Corvette Museum, and um, oh, that sounds like fun. Uh, so amazing. It was a blast. And um, if anybody out there didn't know, and I don't know why I'm telling you, but they give away three Corvettes a month. What? Yes. How? <laughs> How? Um, that sounds really expensive, especially when you're running a museum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, they make a lot of money. Um, I guess so. Yeah, they make a lot of money. They um, sell the raffle tickets. And you can buy um, as many $10 raffle tickets as you want, unlimited. Um, and they the the um, the prize is a red um, 2016 Corvette Coupe. You can buy a $100 raffle, and this is where the raffle tickets are limited, so your your um, chances go up. They only sell 1,500, and it's a silver convertible. And then the $200 tickets, only 1,000 are sold, and it is a shark gray 2016 coupe. Wow. Um, but um, that was a lot of fun. And one of the funnest things for me, besides I just love the Corvettes, did you guys remember the news? It was last year, I think, where the museum, they got a sinkhole. Mm -mm. The sinkhole opened up in the museum. Um, it set off their burglar alarm. And they ran out there, but it it um, sunk down in it like six, eight, eight, eight or ten priceless Corvettes. 
into the sinkhole. You go online, look at the video. It is unbelievable. Um, they've got uh, three of them at least that were destroyed beyond recognition practically, and then uh, about two or three others that were um, originals that could not be repaired. Um, but the um, Gosh, why did I get off on the sinkhole story? <laughs> oh, so anyway, one of my favorite stories, um, I wear my uh, Mass Effect hat all the time, and I can always tell the people who know exactly what it is whenever I show up somewhere and they look and they're like, Mass Effect, right? Something like that. Well, so the guy at the counter at the Corvette shop, I was in the museum, I just, I've been expecting this. And he just sort of looked at me, and he's smiling, and he, he gets real bashful, and he kind of looks. He goes, I, I want to ask you about your cap, but I don't know, um, do, you, do you know what that is? Is that cap yours? <laughs> well, he didn't say that. He said, do you know what that is? And I said, yes, it's the Special Forces Marine insignia for the Systems Alliance and Mass Effect. And he, he kind of giggled. He's like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, so you think it's my brothers or something? I mean, right? Yeah, like you just you just grabbed it from somebody because you're having a bad hair day. Yeah. So it's anyway, possible. I grab ads from people if I'm having a bad hair day. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and, and that's kind of why he was afraid to ask me about it. But um, anyway. I was just, I was very tickled to be able to do that. Oh, that's funny. Anybody do anything um, particularly fun or not Star Wars related? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I did a couple of geeky or kind of cool Christmas activities this year. Uh, I took the toddler to um, an actual train ride for the Polar Express. Oh, cool. um, so they have um, actors who act out, you know, the ca some of the characters, and it's a, you know, it's a 45 minute train ride out, and then 45 minutes back, and you're taking the train to the North Pole, and you pick up Santa, and then Santa gets on the train and comes around to all the groups and um, takes pictures and gives each kid a bell, like they do in the book. Mm. And um, so I got the sketchiest picture with Santa ever, where she's just like. Who is this guy? I don't know who you are, but I don't believe you. <laughs> like, like any typical picture you would see of a toddler with, with uh, yeah. Santa? Yeah, and I just kind of like that look like. Why am I supposed <laughs> to like you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. It's just adorable. And then I went to um, the Portland Zoo does uh, zoo lights display. Oh. So for winter they put up, um, I think it was 1.5 million lights this year. That's amazing. It was really cool. And so they move and, like, they have, you know, um, monkeys that go through the trees and lights, you know, back and forth. Like, they're hanging through the trees. And there was a display of penguins who, like, run and then jump into the water and, you know, all oh, of this and animated lights. It was really cool. It was really, really very cool. And it was it was a lot of fun to do. And it was freezing, so that was fun, too. But it wasn't oh. raining. I managed to go on a night. It wasn't raining, so that was good. <laughs> Yeah, that's very lucky. Very yeah, especially rainy. this year since we had 24 days of rain in a row. <laughs> I think it was 72 Christmas Day. <sighs> Stinky. I didn't even mind it being cold. It was just so many days of rain that was the problem. 
Yeah. That's a lot of rain. Well, you kind of live where it rains. So. Yeah, but even for here, <laughs> 24 days nonstop is a lot of rain. Lot I remember when I first moved out there, the first month I was out there, it rained every day. Every day. I think this is the worst it's been since the seven years I've lived here, so. Oh. It's yeah. definitely the worst I've ever seen since in, like, a good long time. <laughs> yeah. That was a long stretch. Anyway, else do anything? Yeah. No. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually yes, think that's everybody awesome. went to see Star Wars. That's the other kinky thing. I slept in. <laughs> that's the best. Hey, there so, was just wait for Star Wars. <laughs> did everybody see it? Yes. 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 Twice. Twice. I I thought I was gonna get in to see it again, and I I didn't. Um, it didn't work out. We had to take my sister to the airport, so. Well, you got to do I it again this week sometime. Yep, definitely want to do it again. We so gotta, we got to knock Avatar out of the uh, out of the top spot for movie grosses ever. Oh please God! It, there's it hasn't already been knocked out. No, I think their worldwide take over the however many months they were in the theater was just over two billion. So. Okay, we gotta get, we gotta take. That. <laughs> yeah, okay, rally geeks, it's time to rally. It's time to rally. Give me the avatar. It's a pretender. So is it thumbs up all around? Yes. Uh, what do you mean, like as in, do we like it? Yeah. Mhm. Mm Just in general. Mhm. Mm Ryan. Speak up, Ryan. Yes, thumbs up. Sorry, you said thumbs up. You didn't say say thumbs up. So, <laughs> camera didn't trigger. It's not my fault. <laughs> Just blame the technology, Ryan. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I will. Hangouts, it's all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Show's ruined. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Roll it up. Game over. Game over. Yeah. Game so, over. why don't we do the, um, the good and the bad? Um, we're still... Are we still within the two-week window of spoilers? Just put a spoiler there on the video, and anybody who's watching yeah. right now, we're going to be spoiling the hell out of this. So uh, yeah, exactly. Wrap your brain around that and move on. We're, we're talking about <laughs> Star Wars now. If you haven't seen Star Wars, please go away. Oh wait, no, don't go away. Just come back later. Come back later. Keep people coming back. You guys aren't as geeky as we are. I, you, know, you know what was going <laughs> on in my head? With that, I was. I had a little, I have a little anger. <laughs> Still. Anger leads to the dark side. <laughs> um, yeah, anger leads to the dark side. Well, somebody spoiled, like, the main, one of the main plot points for me. Um, the day the movie opened, like, the afternoon, so, it, like, the midnight showing, so that afternoon it was spoiled for me, like, main plot event. And I'm still bitter about it, and so I was thinking about that as I said it, so I was... Oh, that's horrible. It, I, I could have cried, and, and it was purposeful trolling um, to the point where um, the site I was on, I was on the Facebook page for, it was either io9 or um, the Mary Sue, I can't remember which now, but I was reading, it was an article about those dumb footboards that people are calling hoverboard things, yeah. right, and how they, like, catch fire in people's houses. <laughs> 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 so the article's about, and so I had read the article, and I didn't look at the comments there, but I wanted to see if somebody had, like, actually confirmed that, yes, 
their fake hoverboard had caught fire in their house. So I click on the comments, and there is a screenshot with the text of the major event, like in the comments of a hoverboard article. Yeah, <laughs> that's just trolling. It was total trolling, and you know, and it became such a problem that like three or four pages that I follow on Facebook said, you know, we have made it so that if anybody posts any comments about Star Wars, they will automatically be deleted from the site and from our Facebook. So, you know, it became, that was just like the thing that people were doing. We're just like, here you go. <laughs> so I'm yeah, still I mean, a little bitter. Uh, same thing happened to my wife, too, and um, uh, some other people I know over here. And I, don't, I don't know. I just don't understand how it happens because I managed, I'm online all day you know, every day on and off, and I managed to stay away from spoilers just fine. Now, granted, the thing that they probably spoiled, I pretty much had a feeling was coming, so. So, I mean, I would think that someone who is a, a real nerd about this stuff, or just a real, a real geek, would appreciate and respect that kind of thing. So what kind of, what kind of people are these? Are they geeks right. at all? I couldn't imagine, like, for the most part, my understanding was, like, everybody I knew who was in geek culture didn't give two weeks, but gave, you know, through the opening weekend where nobody was saying anything about anything. All the sites weren't mm -hmm. writing about it. They weren't writing about plot points. And then when they did, everything has been, and it's been great, because, and I was really respecting that. Like, all these sites were saying, you know, we're not going to write about it. We're not going to talk about it until next week, you know, it opened midnight, Thursday night, Friday morning, and we're going to wait to write about it. And I'm like, that's really nice. It's really nice that the Internet's kind of come mm -hmm. to this and that people were being, I thought, respectful of that. And then all of a sudden to have it, you know, to just, and it wasn't even to the point where it was even on my radar yet to be leery of comments. Yeah. Because it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon my time, and so it had to be, have been somebody, uh, you know, in Europe who had seen it and then posted it. And like I said, there was a there was a screen capture and everything. So it was like I still he's so Rage. mad. I'm so mad. Because <laughs> it changed the experience of watching the movie. Yes. You know, there was there was no way for me to, you know, and a friend of mine was like, well I'm not going to confirm, you know, that that's what it was who had already seen it. But it's like uh, that's that's, yeah, it does kind of ruin the experience. You can't, you just can't stop. I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then, and then I ruined it for my friend who I watched it with because as it was about to happen, I was reacting to it because I knew what, the, you know, the potential outcome from Are you it. Doing this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 don't do it. Don't go out on that bridge. Don't go out on that bridge. And then, you know, so she knew what was coming because of my reaction. So she had known it had been spoiled, too, for me, so, yeah. Well, I had the same thing spoiled by Google, of all things, because yeah. I made the mistake of Googling someone's name, and it auto-filled oh. to what happens, and I was like, really? Fail, Google. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Google is the ultimate troll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't, and then for two days, I, I didn't see it until like two days later, and then I tried to convince myself 
like, and it's just a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was trying to say that too and go, okay, this isn't what happens, and I'll, you know, believe. But that, as soon you know, as I saw it, and I was like, that's got to be what happens. I yeah, know I it. and then I spent half the movie thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's stop yeah. tiptoeing around it and just see what happens. I don't want to say it. Well, you, have to talk uh, you about know, the part where Jar Jar Binks gets thrown off the cliff, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the cheers of Star Wars fans everywhere. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's a great disturbance of joy felt in the forest. <laughs> okay, so anybody who is... Well, just a hint to Google. I mean, all you have to do is say if release date is you know less than or equal to two weeks. <laughs> Do not right. spoil. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's like make sure your three lines of code doesn't do, fill in the major plot points of a you know huge movie. All well, right, I have so. to say that my mom cried. Oh. And when the movie I probably was probably would over, have if I didn't know it was coming. When the movie yeah, was kind of, over, she was mad. Aww. She's like unhappy. She was unhappy with the whole film. She said, "I don't understand why that had to happen." Because. Um, because Harrison Ford, didn't, Harrison want Ford didn't want to do it anymore. He didn't want to do it at the end of uh, Empire Strikes Back. He wanted to, Han's character to die in Empire Strikes Back. And that's if you knew that, then you'd have a pretty good insight to what was probably going to happen to him in the first movie, especially yeah. at his age at this point. Yeah. So when when we went in, I didn't know anything about it. My wife did, and the whole movie, she's dreading it. And like when it came to that point in the scene. You know where he's starting to walk out on that, on that thing. As soon as you look at the composition of that shot, it's like <laughs> he's so dead. <laughs> he's gonna die really, really bad. <laughs> and and then when you hear what Kylo Ren is saying, it's like it sounds like he's wrestling with something. But you know, most people probably take it to be like you know he's he's wrestling with the dark side. And he's trying to be good, and it's like oh no, oh, no. he's he's trying to wrestle with that uh, last shred of his humanity. <laughs> So he can uh, take out Pawn and be done with it. It was like listening to that going, oh, yeah, here it comes. Here it comes. It's coming. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, you know, when he was saying, you can help me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not in the way you're thinking here. But I thought that was a beautiful scene. I thought it was really beautifully acted. I thought that Harrison Ford did a great job. Um I, I thought it was there was a lot of dignity associated with his his death in it. So the one thing I really wanted to see Han Solo do as you know Han the rogue smuggler that we've known for you know the last what 38 years or whatever, instead of him reaching out and caressing Ben's face as he went over, I would have liked to have seen him like punch him or slap him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> that's what I wanted to see. Just slap and, that bratty kid. <laughs> and see, uh, oh, I love you, boy. Uh, it's like, come on, on, you're better than that. Shoot first, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But again, when you have a, you know, piercing lightsaber going through your gut, you know, probably physical activity is not your first thought. Just say. You just don't have enough hatred going through, boy. You're Much so logical. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that Han took the high road, and I agree. Just stop. No. Just stop. He he should have grabbed his collar and taken him with him. Yeah, that would have been been all right. I would have been okay with that, but that is like a lot of times he's falling off, just like reach up and grab. Right then the then the you know the um 
trilogy would have been, you know, the trilogy, the trilogy, because it'll be three movies, right, would have been compromised because the whole point of this movie was to set him up as the bad guy that we're all going to hate. And so you take the most lovable character, who happens to be portrayed by an actor who doesn't want to do the role anymore, and you kill him. Yep. And it's brilliant. I mean, it's brilliant, and it is, you know, that's why I knew it had to be true when I read it, because I was like, what better way to establish somebody as the worst character ever than to kill a character that everybody loves so much? Yeah. Well, the, like the what thing is about there... That that... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, this, the thing that, about that scene that really struck me emotionally was, I mean, yes, the fact that, you know, Han Solo got uh, speared, but uh, Chewbacca's reaction killed me. Yes, the part that made me mad. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I could, that made me all teary. I was like, oh, oh yeah. I wanted, best friend. I wanted to see Chewie rip someone's arms off. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you talking about when Chewie shot him, or are you talking about um, after they get out of there? And no, the cry, his cry out, like when yeah. Han first gets stabbed and Chewbacca, you know, cries out. And it's just like, oh, that yeah. was yeah. gut wrenching. Because basically, was he was vocalizing what everybody in the theater was feeling he at was that feeling. particular moment. Yeah. 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 Just like, oh. I was okay with that, but the part that really got me was the scene later on where they showed Chewie. I think he's in the Falcon, just kind of sitting there with his heads down, and I was like, oh. Or chewy. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you guys think of um, the portrayal of Kylo Ren in the film as the villain? Um, I thought it was awesome while he had the helmet on. When he had the helmet on and he was doing the cool things like the, the force paralysis move and the freezing the blaster bolts and stuff like that, I was like, like oh, my God, this guy is just badass. And then when they took his helmet off for the first time, um, when he's in the interrogation with uh, with Ray, I just kind of like he went from badass to <laughs> come on. I mean, I understand why they, why they had to show his face during that scene. It makes total sense, but at the same time, he was so much more menacing up until that point. I think if they could have found a way to hide the reveal of his face up until the point where he takes off his helmet when he's Facing Han at the end, there. It probably would. I agree. But yeah, did it ruin it for you, Rhonda? His his sort of that once his face was revealed. I don't know. I just didn't. I just didn't find Kylo Ren very menacing at all. I just felt like that he was kind of uh, a whiny brat. That's how I felt in here. (laughs) That that fits. Anakin Skywalker was a whiny brat. brat. The guy was trying to be Darth Vader, and he wasn't, and they need to make that abundantly clear. But, you know, the thing that cracked me up is most people that I talked to, like, after he took the helmet off, or, you know, talking to him after the movie, uh, one of the main comments I heard was, where did all that hair come from? Where did he put all that? <laughs> He's got, like, a wig cap under his... But he out of his head. It's like... Cha-cha-cha-cha! <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing that I had difficulty with is filling in filling in all the 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 decades um, worth of gaps between the relationships that I had to jump from for me as simply the movie a movie watcher not a not the book reader um, that Han and Leia um, you know sort of uh, your your Liz Taylor and 
Richard Burton relationship, hot and heavy, have a kid, separate, and then you've got this grown kid who's gone bad, and that's where you're thrown in, and they have, you know, Han and Leia haven't seen each other in a while. I, there was just too much that had gone past that I couldn't grip emotionally to the story at all. Um, I mean, it was good. I knew what was going on, but there was just so much time. There's so much going on, and yeah, there was yeah, that was a lot to just sort of have like one scene between two major characters, where they even touched on the past. I I kind of felt like this the same way as you did um, the first time I saw it. Um, once I saw it the second time, though, I was a lot more critical of it after I saw it when I saw it the first time. I think, um, and after I'd seen it and knew it was there and everything like that, going back and watching the end a couple of days ago. Actually, I think it was yesterday. Now I think about it, um, <laughs> I, I, I was able, I think, just to relax and enjoy it for what it was. And it's that that gap that you're talking about. I noticed it on the first, my first viewing of it, and then going back and watching it the second time. I was, I was more at ease with it. It felt more natural. I think if you if you get a chance to go back and see it the second time, I think a lot of the things that you're like, you know, don't feel ring quite true to you will kind of mellow out. Smooth out, if you will. So, what is everybody's? I don't. I haven't read anything about um, the um, the quickie scene at the end with um, Luke. Oh, I'm so disappointed. Yeah, I've been <laughs> frustrated with that. I was really. I, I as I was sitting there and I was watching it, I didn't. I, I watched the first couple of teaser trailers and then I stopped watching trailers. I didn't want to have much impression when I go when I went in. I did the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy, so I really wanted to be more surprised when I watched it. Um, and I, as, as the story's unfolding, and we have this whole thing about um, the bad guys have this big part of the map, and the good guys only have this little chunk of it, and it's this uncharted region, and it's been so hard to find him, blah-dee, 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 blah, -dee, blah, -dee, blah -dee. I mean, this whole thing about having to go find him. And then it goes from that to... She just hops in a plane, and 15 seconds later, yeah, she's, she's on a mountainside with him. And I was like, what? Like, I just, in my head, the next movie was going to be her journey to find him. And I was really looking forward to having a movie where it was Ray on her own searching for him. Like, I thought that was going to be a really interesting story to be told, and then it was just gone. Like, the potential for it was just poof. It's like, oh, by the way, we have to get, we have to get Luke in. We have to do this, so we have to run to do to do this to get him in. We have to make sure he's in this movie, and that just that took away, I think, some really great storytelling that could have taken place, and some really great character development for Ray, just to rush to get like all the main characters back in the movie. That's I think my my theory on that is the way that the previous movies played out was I think there's. Like, in the original trilogy, I think it was, what, a decade in between the actual stories? Like, ten years has passed, um, or... What, between... It's been a significant amount of time. Five. Yeah, like, between four and five and five and six, it was like, you know, there's there's significant time pass because if you think about, like, the original trilogy, you know, they built the secondary Death Star in that time. Right. You know, that wouldn't have happened immediately after... Yeah, I never really um, thought about that. Still, I always thought about it being a little bit more, um, a little less time between the, those movies. The other thing, the, the way to think about it, though, is is that 
they knew they had an awesome weapon on their hands, so they started making a second one almost immediately as soon as the first one was finished. Yeah. But what point were you going to make, Ryan? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I was, I was just going to say that um, I think where they need to pick up the story uh, in the next one, um, she needs to be into her training. So I think the journey to find Luke was pretty much was the backstory, you know, the background story in this whole first movie was everybody's looking for Luke. The you know Kylo Ren's looking for him because he's uh, looking for all this Jedi uh, memorabilia, and he thinks it's going to make him better um, or make him closer to Darth Vader. And so I think ending the movie, yes, I agree that the travel to him seemed quick. Um, and yes, they could have ended it with her just jumping into hyperspace and boom. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a fine line that they had to play. I mean, they had to throw him in there somewhere. Um, and yes, as quickly as it did come about, I agree with you, I see you're shaking your head over there. <laughs> but as quickly as it, as it came about, um, I think they just got to the point of, okay, she found him, and now the next, the next part of it is probably going to be her, the journey of how she's training to use her Jedi powers or focusing those Jedi powers. Um, I don't think there was a place in there for her to to do that travel to find movie. him because I think the yeah. first movie really the whole background part of that was her discovering who she is. She needs to find him. She's the one that gets to find him with a falcon because Han Solo is dead. I mean, there's a lot that plays into that, but I think so, I mean I agree it was quick, but it needed to happen. I yeah. think what, what you're saying there, what you're missing is, um, <clears throat> and I don't mean like you're not getting it, I mean like it's something you you were trained from watching the first Star Wars to expect, which is when they jump into um, hyperspace, it isn't an instantaneous jump from point A to point B. There's actual travel time involved, and that's borne out in episode four where you know they jump into hyperspace and, you know, Ben starts training Lou. Khan comes back there and talks about you know it being okay. Play chess. Yeah, and there's Let's none of that. Win. Yeah, there's <laughs> and there's and there's a little bit of that in Empire and I think in Jedi too. But there's none of that in The Force Awakens. It's you know we get in a ship and we hit you know the hyperdrive and we're there and we're on to the next point. There's no. Yeah, the, the pace of the whole movie is faster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, even though I can't remember, we we talked about this, Ryan and Mark, and I talked about it. And I, I think it was Mark you were talking about the beginning of it dragged. The beginning of the movie dragged. It wasn't so much that it dragged. I I think the first time I watched it, it felt like it dragged to me because I wanted to see the characters that I knew. Oh right, you were I, looking I, for the original I, guys. I think that's what I was looking for emotionally when I when I started watching the movie. And again, going back and watching it a second time yesterday, I wasn't. I wasn't in that space anymore, so mm-hmm. I could objectively enjoy the the first act of the movie a lot more. Um, so, yeah, but um, I think I, I felt cheated too, like you guys did with the the Luke Skywalker thing at the end. I wanted him to have a little bit more in there, but I think once I see how they did it, that I, I'm okay with it. Except for I think the shots were too long at the end. I think it literally should have been. She walks up behind him, he senses her, he turns around, he pulls his robe back for the reveal, or his hood back for the reveal, and then it goes back to her pulling out the lightsaber, and then it should have just been out. It shouldn't have been the, the long <laughs> helicopter pan That shot was a bit ridiculous. End. Yeah. That didn't bother me as much the second time that I saw it. I mean, the first time, yes, it seemed like that shot lasted forever. <laughs> um, 
it's still but the second time I watched it because I knew it was there I didn't give it as much weight so I was just like all right you know the the movie's over and I I knew it at that point so um I I don't mind I think his looks were a little a bit cheese you know <laughs> just because there was no dialogue involved in it um and the but he was Obi Wan Skywalker. <laughs> It's just, yeah. you know, it's kind of like the Lord of the Rings syndrome. There's just, you know that there's going to con- be a continuation. There's just no, I don't think there is a right way to end that to make you feel satisfied. Well, there, see, it, it's impossible because the yeah. anticipation is deadly. Yeah, I agree. You read that movie and you're like, okay, let's see the second one. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Well, there's, not, there's not any rumors that Mark Hamill does not want to do any more. Is there? I mean, oh, he's going to be in the... Is he going to be in the next one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, that I mean, there's so many things involved. I mean, they're not going to have Harrison Ford, so they're spreading out their star power. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they need to do that anymore because the, you know, the new cast is so strong that... I mean, oh, it is. You know, but... the, the original crew members, yes, they, they made an appearance and made everybody feel warm and fuzzy and nostalgic, but I don't think that they need those characters going forward much really past the second one. No, yeah. oh no, definitely not, but... I think they'll kill Luke off at the end of the second one, to be honest, or during the second one. Yeah, well, the Master, ha- the master will, will, will have to die. He's um, going to pull a Yoda. Mm-hmm. Or an Obi-Wan. Self-sacrifice. <laughs> It's gonna be all ghosty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like I'm with Ryan on the the ending. I didn't it the scene felt long, but um, I, I have to say the actress um, Daisy Ridley that she put so much more in that moment. You you just felt like that there was a lot going on. It's like you know here's your lightsaber. Please take it. Oh wait. Am I supposed to keep it? Oh wait, what does that mean? I'm here. Why am I here? But uh oh, what have I got myself into? I mean, all of this stuff all of a sudden is becoming reality. It's just like when you go back and watch the original, when you watch New Hope and and Luke is mourning, yeah, I want to get out of here, there's nothing going on. And then when Obi one gives him the opportunity, well, the harvest is coming in, and I can't leave home right now. Right. It's bad timing. The refusal of the call. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so since we, since I brought up um, Daisy Ridley, w- let's talk about the new cast just a little bit. Um, how, how, do, how do you feel about, um, about the character Ray, Isabella? Oh, my gosh. I love everyone, but especially <laughs> Ray. I like her. <laughs> Is it any surprise though? <laughs> well, what do you want? What do you think they got right? Well, I like that she doesn't kind of. Um, she's strong-headed. I think she's had to survive all this, this all this time by herself, and even though she did resist the call for a while, she almost left, but she came back and decided to. You know, saw all her friend, her new friends, kind of risk their lives. She's like, I, I gotta stay here and I gotta do what I gotta do now because it's it's my calling. What do you think about the um, the agency of Ray, Regina? Oh wow, um, I think I think she's fantastic. I I think she's really 
she was really surprising in a lot of ways mm -hmm. because she could have been a lot of different things. And yep. instead of being a lot of different things, she was a little bit of everything. And I think that that was a very skilled choice on their part. Um, I love that she was so natural uh, with her use of the force and that everything was just kind of coming to her. Um, and I know a lot of people, a lot of the criticism that I've read is like, oh, this is so unrealistic. But I have a feeling there's such a complicated backstory to her um, that I'm hoping will be revealed in the next movie. And I think that that, um, that will explain sort of the ease that she has. Like, she's good with the ship, and she's a you know good pilot, and she's a good fighter, and she's just kind of all this. But She's like, one of Anakin Skywalker's grandchildren, that's why. Right. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, aren't Luke and Anakin no, like the same? No, she is not. I know. <laughs> Ryan, there's no, they have foreshadowed it with the whole, you know, making a big deal about her being an awesome pilot and her being an awesome tinkerer and stuff like that, which is two no. things that Anakin showed off, and Luke kind of showed off the tinkering and also the good piloting thing. There's no way that she's not somehow a member of Anakin. Right, because there's nobody else possibly in this giant universe that could be a good pilot or a tinkerer at the same I, time. There could be, but that's not how Hollywood works. They <laughs> foreshadowed it. It's there. It's going to happen. Just resign yourself to that fact and move on with life. We'll and that's disappointing, and I hope you're wrong. So when we have this conversation in two years... <laughs> yeah, because the, like, for, ah! the foreshadowing was awfully heavy-handed yeah. to me, and that made me think... Okay, they're tr they're forcibly directing us for misdirection. So, I was wondering that too, and that's you know we were that was what we were discussing when we were originally discussing that. But 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 the the mythology of Star Wars would support that analysis and would support that she is, I think, you know, Luke's daughter somehow um, that you know uh, Leia didn't know about in some way. I mean. Ryan, search your feelings. You know this to be true. <laughs> well, look, right, and like I said before... Oh, go ahead, Isabella. Uh, I'm going to go well, off on a rant if you don't... Kylo Ren is uh, Anakin's grandchild also, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I right. mean, it's like the perfect fight between light and dark. I don't know right. why they would do that instead of just getting like a random bad guy. Yeah. He's Darth Vader's grandkid, same as she would be. Well, I mean, it's, really... just, it's just so... The setup is too, like, too perfect. perfect. Yeah, there's too much synchronicity. Yeah. yeah. There's also a really telling moment in, in the movie that I didn't catch the first time I watched it that I think plays into this whole thing, which is when they say that the droid got away with the help of a girl, Kylo Ren is like, what girl? Like, yeah. It, no, the, I remember girl, that. the whole yeah. girl thing really means something to him somehow. Yeah, like, there's some, and there's there are several, and I read an article that was talking about the... Um, uh, how the book, there were certain things in the book that they left out of the movie that sort of explained or added a little bit to this, which was that um, when she's able to wield the lightsaber the way she is in the end battle, he says, it is you. And so there's, there's he's got some knowledge or some suspicion of who she is. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also, what what's the barkeep, the little little barkeep with the... Maz? She she looks at her and she's like, I've seen those eyes before. I can only imagine that she's seeing Luke in her. Does or that make sense? Somebody in the Skywalker clan. Or somebody yeah. 
or in somebody, the maybe there's somebody we don't know about. I don't know. You know, there is there is potential, and I actually agree with Rhonda that it the foreshadowing was so like in your face, like when the lightsaber calls to her and she you know touches it, and then she has all those you know those what I think are repressed memories come back. Mm-hmm. You know, it it is kind of leading you by the nose down to that conclusion, and and it it could be that that's to pull the rug out from underneath all of us. Yeah. Yep. What about um? What about Finn? I loved Finn. Uh-huh. I thought Finn was fantastic. I absolutely love that storyline. Me too. I love that he was a stormtrooper. I just. I um, love that he was trying to fake that he was part of the resistance, and he's all like, "I'm oh, <laughs> you know, and he's just got this like affable like character, and he was, and he they they didn't. That's one of the things I liked about the movie overall was the spirit it carried of with the original, the first three mm-hmm. that were made. Not the, you know, it, it carried the spirit of it. So they didn't replicate. Like one of the problems I had with the prequels was they forced so hard to have um, Ethan, what's his name, be like Alec Guinness. Oh, Ewan so, McGregor. Ewan McGregor yeah. be like Alec McGuinness. So he was like, you're, you could see he was trying to like make his face kind of take on his... Uh, mannerisms and this and that, and it was, and it is a one-to-one correlation in terms of character. But I felt like there was so much of that, like I have to mimic this person, that there was no true acting that came out of those. Um, and I think that that was what was so great about this is like, okay, you had the parallel characters, so you have the two young male characters and the young female character, but they're all different enough from their source material. Mm-hmm. that you could get into them, and that was what I loved so much about Finn, was like, he was kind of a little goofy. <laughs> but see, that's, that's one of the things, I liked Finn, but I think he they made him a little bit too much the comic relief. Oh, no, I thought he was, I thought it was well, well timbered, I thought it, I, I thought it rang well in the story. I kind of felt like they could have done with a little bit less of him being the clown. Um, because he, when you think about it, at the beginning of the story, he has a really kind of serious story arc at the beginning, which is, I'm a stormtrooper, I don't want to be here, um, and he has basically, what they're showing there is, he has PTSD, and is trying to get away from this this thing, and I, and I think that was a great story arc, to show that, you know, the stormtroopers are people under those armor, and mm-hmm. some of them don't just fall into line and go around killing people for the, you know, because they're told to, and I think that they should have played that a little bit more during the movie, and a little less of the the comedy um, that he did. Not that he, well, his his comedic takes weren't great; they were. But I think he should have had a little bit less, and there should have been it should have been spread a little more around other people in the cast. It it, it really sucks being nothing but the damsel in distress. <laughs> well, I don't care about that. He can be the damsel in distress. That's that's fine. I just it's it was the I felt that he had a, a gravitas at the beginning that. They kind of pissed away with all the yeah. at his expense. Well, I've, I I actually agree and disagree with both of you. The, Regina made a really good point in about um, taking on the spirit of Star Wars. Is right before we went to see the um, the movie in the theater, I watched all six of the other ones, and that is wow. the, <laughs> that was what was missing from the prequels. Yeah, there was absolutely. no spirit of Star Wars in there. That there was no level, love. There was no love. Like, 
They loved no those humanity. first movies when they made them, right? No humanity. Mm -hmm. There was no humor. There was uh, no levity. Well, there um, was. It was just crap. It was all based off of Jar Jar Binks pratfalls. Yeah, it just it, it just it just wasn't there. And with with Finn, I think. He went through the exact same thing, except slowly through the entire movie, that Ray was going through at the very end when she handed the lightsaber to Luke. He knew he needed to get out. He knew this was wrong, and he was desperate to get out. And then when he got out, then he's faced with all these complications that he's got to sort through. He And it's all thrown at him because all of a sudden he runs into Ray, who's independent, and he's going to try to save her, and he keeps trying to save her, and he keeps trying to save her, and he never ends up having to save her. And mm -hmm. then this rogue comes in, and then Chewbacca comes in, and they're flying all over the place. And I think in the middle of his crisis... He's 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 confronted with all of these things. I think that is the long story of what we saw just at the very end with Ray. He I, I loved his evolution through the film. I loved yeah. the where where he came to because it there was a point where they were in a battle. Um, I can't remember exactly where where Finn had to make a big choice, and he did it. And I'm like, there he goes. I was I like, I cannot wait to see more of him. Mm -hmm. Like when he starts fighting his uh, brother, I guess, his, the other stormtrooper. Yes. I think that was his turning point. Yeah. Because he's got to, like, face all that he's come from, that he that he ran away from them and that he did betray them, I guess, but he never really wanted to be there. Right. Yeah. The first and that, that, was, that, was, that was wrenching. I mean, I felt the, the experience for him was just horrible. It was. It yeah, and and I think I think there's something too what Mark said too about maybe they did move a little fast away from the um, the trauma he would have experienced leaving um, his world behind and changing everything. But having been through traumatic experiences recently, <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of truth in your desire to want to move that quickly to to levity and to humor especially when it's been particularly difficult and you've made those sort of big life choices and big decisions that have changed the foundation of your life. Um, I, I think it makes more sense. If it doesn't, if they continue that in the, in the movies and, and we don't see that kind of creep back up on him, then they'll really do a disservice to him. Like, it has to cycle. He has to cycle through the trauma of having left. Well, and also lines that uh, he delivers in the movie aren't necessarily meant to be, you know, funny, I guess, in the context. We, as the right. audience, find it funny because we right. see the whole scope of what's going on, but he's just reacting because he's, I guess, the best way to put it is he is immature in the ways of the world because all he knows yeah. is being, you know, kidnapped and then brought up into this, the First Order, um, you know, business. And so he's, I guess awkward teenager moment, really. Yeah. I don't know how old he is, but, you know, it's just his mental um, stability when it comes to social behavior is all messed up. Yeah, so, he's Kimmy yeah. Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> I've been living in a bunker in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically. <laughs> One he's giant in the sky, you know, but yeah. You know who I love in the movie? Who? BB-8. BB-8. 
Yeah. You're supposed to love BB-8. You're supposed to go buy him. <laughs> I'm not going to go buy him, but, man, it's like the first time I watched it, I wasn't really paying attention to him. I was paying attention to all the other actors, but the second time around watching it, it's like I think they did a good job of doing the whole, because in the, in the original trilogy, the whole thing was basically witnessed from the point of view of R2-D2 and C-3PO, and I didn't, I was, I wasn't really looking for that the first time I watched it, but watching it again and seeing that, you know, it's basically he's he's your agent in the movie the whole time, and just the little the little gags that they pull off with him, I, I love the whole, you know, do the thumbs up with his little light. <laughs> oh, God. That's so that adorable. Was, was... Julie and I laughed so hard and for so long after that that the people <laughs> around us started looking at us like we were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the moment where I was like, oh, no, I like him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know how to fall for it, but I like him. And, and other, the other thing, too, is he's just so emotive the way, because of the way they made his, you know. His head, his, like his when he likes so like, He can look down or he can look up or he can look left and right or, you know, kind of, he, he can basically emote with what he's got going on uh, way better than R2-D2 ever could, so. I just want the lighter. Like, I don't want the version that rolls around on your floor. Because you can get one that rolls around on your floor that you can control with an app on your phone. Oh, I know. Um, My wife wanted to buy it, and I was like, no. <laughs> I don't want that. I just want a lighter, literally, that you push a button on and has the little, you know, thing. Yeah, the little you know, thumbs up lighter thing come out. That's all I want. <laughs> How did I do today, BB-8? <laughs> exactly. Just on cue. <laughs> yeah, you're the best. You never judge me. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm always thumbs up in your eyes. Uh, I have a little problems with the droids, but that's just me. <laughs> too much catch for you? No, no. They're they're um, they're just too real. But of course, <laughs> I saw the prequels, and I had a problem with a droid that has a cough. Who? I'm just oh. Which which droid? Um, yeah. He wasn't he wasn't a droid. He was a cyborg. He's yeah. That's why he actually had a heart and lungs at the end oh, of the Kenobi yeah. shot. He did have lungs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, that doesn't redeem the movie very much. I haven't seen those movies <laughs> in so long, I can't even remember any. I actually, you know, here's the thing. People crucify those movies, and I agree Jar Jar Binks is just, you know, from Satan's own ass, as far as I'm concerned, but... <laughs> As far as being able to look further into that in, into that universe and kind of see where things came from, how we got to the Empire and stuff like that, I enjoy them on that basis. And you know, I, Ryan and myself and and his brother and uh, our friend Trevor were talking about this. Was it last night or the night before, Ryan? Where we were talking about like the, it, was, it was a couple of days ago. Yeah, it's just exactly. the great, it the great scenes in those movies, like the the lightsaber battle between Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and and uh, oh, crimey Darth uh, Darth Maul. Thank you. I was <laughs> I, I kept on wanting to say the name of my my Sith in the Star Wars Old Republic game, <laughs> but that that lightsaber battle is awesome. I mean, you. I think that, that says volumes about Darth Maul right there when a whole army basically rolls up on him, he door opens and he's standing there and, and they're like, uh, we'll take the long way. <laughs> and everybody peels off and leaves the Jedi to deal with that. You know, and the, and the fight afterwards is awesome. And the 
as far as I'm concerned, that whole first trilogy is worth watching just to see um, Anakin fall at the end of Revenge of the Sith and watching that lightsaber battle between him and Obi-Wan on Mustafar. So, well, and part of the problem with that is, in, I mean, you think about the, the new movie, you think about the original trilogy, and then you look at the prequels, and if you look at, it seems to me like part of the problem with that is, other than, you know, the, the writing was not awesome, but it just seems like the prequels, there was, it was too big. Um, to shove into those movies. Uh, you look at like the scope of how they follow characters to the original uh, prequel and or the original uh, four, 4, 5, and 6, and then the new one. It just seems like, yeah, there's this big universe out there, but it's on a much smaller scale, and you really connect more with the characters. And uh, something that you look at with the original or with the prequels is that you don't. I mean, they're just, they jump around so much to different worlds with just these huge environments and so busy and uh, all this stuff going on. And you introduce like a new character every other scene and it's just, it's mind boggling uh, that you don't really care about any of those people. The only person you really kind of care about is Obi-Wan because you know him from the past. Mm-hmm. And the droids being in that movie, the prequel movies, was just ridiculous in the first place. They threw them in there just to, you know, pretty it up. But their storyline was not great, and you know really brings in questions of how they integrate into the original trilogy anyway. But it just the scope was too big. I think they tried to do too much with it. Um, and you know I heard somebody say it. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was you, Mark. Is you know George Lucas was flexing his creativity muscles with all the cool things he could do, and the story really failed big time on that because it just it wasn't. You didn't care. I mean, people yeah. still don't care. Well, and that's yeah, and that was part of the fallout, I think, from having so much of those movies be animation and be you know CG graphics or whatever you know, computer generated because the actors were acting to green screens the majority of the time. So I think it was Sean when we're talking about this when we're talking about the trailer and it coming out um, had said something like all the performances seem so hollow. And that was really what it was for me. Like, I didn't connect to any of the characters in the prequels because there was no, there's no spirit of Star Wars in it. You know, there was no, there was nothing to connect to. And I, yeah, I'm sorry. They they just don't, uh, like, even the whole love story of Anakin. Oh, God, it was so bad. (laughs) And the thing is, they're both good actors, too. It's just Lucas barely. Mm can't direct his way out they of just, the Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't connect, and they never got the, you know, the passion that you felt that you wanted to, you know, feel to connect to them. And I think that that, that speaks to the, the grandiosity of those storylines, because he could make it so big, because he could, you know, he had so much graphic power at its disposal. That's part of what was lost, was when, you know, the shots to create... Um, you know, the Death Star and the, the ships flying around took so much time and so much energy and so much effort like they did when they did the first three, you know, there was so much put into that. Mm-hmm. And then all that just goes away when you're when you're not creating it with that same... Well, to be well, fair, like, the, guys who do, the guys who do that, that, that CGI stuff... Mm-hmm. They work very hard and very long hours. Oh, I do. I'm not saying that they don't, and I'm not. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying it's a different kind of energy that goes into it when mm-hmm. when it is on a screen as opposed to the the more real or the more practical effects that happen. Well, yeah, because well, the life isn't there to begin with. You right. Know? 
Right. You're just adding in all this stuff that, like, no matter how pretty it is, the performance isn't really there because they're acting to a blank wall, basically. Right. Well, it distracts from what's important, which is the storyline, which is the characters. And, right. you know, you go back to, you know, the Spielberg uh, Jaws theory. If Jaws had worked the way that they intended it to, he would have been in the movie way too much. And there would have been no suspense, and there would have been no backstory, and nobody would have cared about the characters. Right. It would have been about the giant fake shark. But instead, it was about the characters that were hunting the giant fake shark type thing, and which is funny. That's I heard the real story. J.J. Abrams. So. <laughs> you what? Uh, he did this great. J.J. Abrams did this great thing on TED Talks where he talks about that theory of you know the because MacGuffin. the shark didn't work, and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, if anybody, just look up J.J. Abrams' uh, TED Talks, and it's a cool little thing about imag imagination and mystery. Um, well, there's a Stephen King quote, I think, that like the monster is the scariest before you even show it. The second you show it, it kills the right. mystery, and it kills the. Well, that's what Mark was saying about Kylo Ren. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, he so it's like his mask off. Boy, instead yeah. of you know this badass. I was glad that he was a snot-nosed kid because he was acting like a snot-nosed kid. So I was like, well, that's okay. <laughs> Can we just talk about him? Because if he would have been a, him, know, like, an adult, I might have been a little bit more irritated <laughs> the way he was behaving. But I he couldn't was... disagree with Mark more on the Kylo Ren taking his mask off thing. It just... Well, I they think had to do it. They had to show that he wasn't oh, yeah. Darth Vader, that he was just he was somebody that was trying to be Darth Vader, and they showed that with him putting the Darth Vader's helmet on the ashes, putting his helmet on the ashes. Yeah. This was like... He was a young adult that was trying to be something that he's not. And that's exactly that. what they showed in the movie. I get that, and I'm fine with them revealing that, but I felt they revealed it too soon in the movie. He lost a lot of his menace too early in the movie for my taste. I wanted, when I when the, the first few scenes where you see him, like, you know, doing that cool four stuff, and, you know, the first time he throws a, a shit fit on the um, Star Destroyer and, you know, carves up the console with his lightsaber and stuff like that, it's like, this guy is terrifying. He's like everything you've heard the Sith to be, and then <laughs> fast forward a little bit, he's just a pissed off emo kid. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but when he was just, you know, tearing up the console, he was just throwing a fit with his mask on. You know, yeah, that's, that's what it looked like to me. That's when he, then that's when he became the righty kid before he even took his mask off, is when he went kind of crazy on that console. I was like, oh... He's well, just throwing a yeah. <laughs> I, don't see, I don't see Darth Vader like doing that to a console. I mean, yes, oh, I can choke a guy out just for you know screwing up, but you I know he didn't him. even have the conviction to kill that guy right away. He had to throw a fit first, and then you know he talks about how the droid escaped the girl. And... Yeah. Well, I so, I feel like that. I mean, going outside of just the movies, the the whole Sith philosophy. I imagine that all the Sith Lords and, and Darths out there throw fits like that. <laughs> they just didn't show them on screen before. Because they're <laughs> well, supposed all to... Are, all the Siths are, are spoiled brats. <laughs> well, no, they're so, but they are, they're all about anger and passion. Uh, emotional immaturity. <laughs> yeah, so you would expect that they would do that. You know, we just hadn't seen it on screen before. That so. could be. That, I don't know. That's, it'll be interesting in my... I'm, I'm interested, interested to see where he evolves, too. Go ahead, Rhonda. You've been trying to get in there. No, that's okay. Are we um, are we ending in five minutes? Uh, that was when we usually were scheduled to. Um, so, um, Isabella, uh, did you have an iPhone case you were going to show us? Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
So I got a clear case, and then I put a. Oh. I put a like some fan art that I found, in in, nice. in the back. That's pretty cool. Does that look yeah. nice? Turned out really cool. <laughs> I just That's wanted excellent. to show off my geekiness. I made yeah. that like the day after I saw the movie. <laughs> I love it because nobody else is gonna have anything like it. Exactly. Yeah, I ended up. Someone sent me. I don't even probably have my phone over here. They uh, sent out some uh, stylized art of the Star Wars characters. I'm pretty sure I got rid of my phone so I wouldn't ring on the table. But that's my screensaver anyway. It's not as interesting as Isabella's. <laughs> that's very cool. Um, well, we can't really talk about um, too much of what we're looking forward to in 2016. We could wrap up with that maybe a little bit. Sure, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward to getting a job and a house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's all fine and dandy, but that's real world stuff. Can we like uh, yeah. go with something like yes. key or fun? X Files, X Files. Uh, oh my gosh, I was watching. They released like a 20 minute preview. Yeah, 21 was, minute. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. I was watching that just before this, and I got so excited. <laughs> I won't watch yeah, any of really it. It's another. Well I'm like, I don't want to see. <laughs> I don't want to know. I'll just be surprised. There's a, a lot of um, a lot of things as far as like Independence Day is doing a, a sequel. Yeah, it's actually going to be two more sequels, actually. Two? Of course. Yes. Oh crap! They're going to kill that. I don't um, know if the second one's going to be that great. <laughs> I saw the. It probably won't be. I saw the, I saw the preview. Awful. Yeah, didn't it? Didn't really. I was looking forward to it when I heard about it a while back ago, but when I saw that trailer, I was just like. I don't know. It doesn't really excite me. No. Um, Deadpool. Oh, yes. Yes. Looking forward to Deadpool. Cannot wait. Star Trek. Mm. I haven't watched the previews for, the, for this new one yet, so... Don't. The trailer is awful. That's what I've heard, and I'm kind of like... Wait, wait. Is that with the one where he's, like, running around on the uh, motorbike and stuff at the end? Like, on a minibike? Like, on a BMX? Or not a BMX, but a... <laughs> Like a, a trail bike. We are talking about a Star Wars trailer, right? Or Star Trek no, trailer. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, it doesn't sound familiar to me either. I have a recommendation, that... though. What? Well, I've been playing a new game um, that's a Star Trek game. Um, it's called Star Trek Wrath of Gems. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> It's so cool, though. It's like an art. The next time, game. the next thing you're gonna tell me is they're gonna have a new reality TV show called Dancing with the Star Trek Stars. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally watch that. But <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like an RPG. It's like it's, it, I don't know if any of you played um, uh, Puzzle Quest, which was like a gem matching um, RPG game. Um, but it's That's got like a whole quest. like. There's a next generation and an original series, and they've got an actual story that you're unlocking as you're playing the game. Um, so it's like telling you a Kardashian story or whatnot through. Um, Kardashian story. That was wrong. Wow. <laughs> Kardashian. <laughs> Kardashian. <laughs> All right. You know what? I think we've been on can too long. <laughs> Anybody, uh, no, when we start talking about the Kardashians, you know it's time to go. It is. I think oh, I put too much vodka in my drink. Let me have some more. I've got a nice um, little buzz going for mine. Anybody, anybody a Zoolander fan? 
No. Oh, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Is anyone yeah. excited for the Superman, Batman versus yeah. Superman? Yeah. I am, but I don't hold high, high hopes for it. <laughs> I'm so mad oh, that like everybody on the internet went bonkers over the fact that Wonder Woman was in the um, the preview before Star Wars, and I and I was late getting to the movie, so I was like, oh my god, I hope I didn't miss Wonder Woman, and I sat down just as the thing was starting, and then it was like she was on for five seconds, and she just yeah. flipped her hair, and that was it, and I'm like. This is what the internet goes nuts over? Like, seriously? <laughs> I don't know what pre well, you saw, but, I mean, if it's the right five seconds, I mean, it was a good five seconds. It was a good five seconds, but I was still, like... <laughs> Did you have know. a cigarette afterwards, Rhonda? <laughs> <laughs> Deadpool, man. I know. I can't wait for Deadpool. I just watched the other trailer a day or two ago, and the whole, all right, I've only got ten bullets, so some of you are going to have to share. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're having far too much fun with the promotion for that. I mean, they're just like, no holds barred, and I think it's excellent. So Fantastic. That's who yeah. Deadpool is. Yeah, I know. That's I know. That's what I didn't know much about Deadpool before the movie started coming out, and um, but it's just been fun to watch. Which makes me more interested in going, which I'm sure is the point. And Ryan Reynolds is just the perfect guy to do. Yeah. 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 That'll be fun. We love you, Ryan. Come on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan's here. Uh oh. Bring your abs. Wait, I'm not that cool. Yeah. (laughs) My abs look nothing like that. (laughs) Well, this has been fun, guys. Yeah. Ryan didn't get to say what he's looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, All right. So uh, back to you. you know, I'd like to. I'd like to still be breathing this time next year. So you know, I'm good with that. <laughs> but I don't know. There's cool things coming out. There's good games. The Uncharted Four is coming out. Um, some potentially decent movies. You know, as long as they don't look anything like the trailer, uh, should be okay. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to all the snow melting. In uh, 2016, because we're kind of buried and it's been really cold here. Um, but yeah, other than that, just you can share away. some snow if you want to send some snow my way. That that would be all right. You are more than welcome to come with a truck and take uh, all that is <laughs> around my house because it's ridiculous. I'm looking cool. forward to the new XCOM game if anybody cares. XCOM. Hmm. What? The new XCOM game. Oh, okay. Yes, it looks like it's going to be fun. Those are um, those are good games, from what I understand. Yeah, they are. Enjoyable. I'm excited for conventions that are coming up. Yay! Oh yeah. Which ones? All of them. Um, I'm going. I'm going to Emerald City Comic Con with Regina. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when is when is that? April, is it 7th through 10th or something like that? that. Early April. Yeah, I only just finalized that recently with um, the Meaner Geek podcast invited us, and I think it's the last year that AJ's going to go, so I was like, well, because I wasn't planning on doing it this year, and then since he said he wasn't going to do it again, I was like, well, we can throw our hats in and do it one more time. Yeah. i got to go at least once. (laughs) 
It's it's a pretty nice con, I have to say. It's huge. It's big. You know, I'm, I'm hoping this time that I'll actually get to go to some of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last few cons I've been to, I kind of walked into and did, you know, my minimum amount and then left. So <laughs> I'm hoping I can actually go to a couple of panels and do some things this time. So. Yeah, and then, but you're going to one in L.A., right, Isabella? Uh, actually, probably not anymore. <laughs> oh, no. That's too bad. Because <laughs> health insurance is a pain. <laughs> and having to meet your deductible is a pain. Oh, yeah. 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 That's too bad. That's Boo. Too bad. That's what I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> Way to end on yeah. a good note. And then time. <laughs> but I still get to go to Emerald City, and I get to see my friends in Seattle, so that's fun. <laughs> That's always. And hopefully, I'll get to play roller derby. Yes. yes. Do you have a derby name yet? Nope. No. Not yet. No. <laughs> no right. It's not my fault. No one can help me. How about Darth Wheels? Darth Wheels. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Or Sith Wheels. Sith Wheels. Ooh, I like Sith. Yeah. <laughs> Sith on wheels. <laughs> there you go. Sith on wheels. I <laughs> uh, wish okay. I had been drinking during this. You could have been. You chose not to. I feel to. like I have. I did. I My did. head hurts like I have. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a crick in my neck from sitting in the front row to see Star Wars like a week ago. <laughs> yeah. That's I, do, I do have to... And with one thing, I didn't forget to mention it when we were talking about Star Wars, but I did get to go see it at the Boeing IMAX theater in Seattle, which is like one of seven theaters, which was supposed to be the best uh, viewing experience uh, for Star Wars, and it did not disappoint. Nice. Uh, it was beautiful. The sound was awesome. The 3D was amazing. Um, you get to see the IMAX scene, even though I didn't realize it happened, but when the Millennium Falcon is doing its initial chase scene um, on Jakku, um, that's when they open it up to full IMAX size. Um, I didn't even notice it switched. I was so enthralled with the movie, but um, it was gorgeous, and it made the second time I watched it not quite as cool uh, <laughs> looking, but uh, it was neat. It was a really cool experience uh, to go see that in IMAX. I've awesome. had a couple of other people on Facebook who've said the same thing, where they saw it in IMAX and were just blown away at how absolutely outstanding it was. Yeah. So. Cool. The visuals were great. It was, great. and I was, I was really, and I, I don't know, this is probably just, I know I wasn't the only person this is a sticking point for, but I was so glad there wasn't, there wasn't a ton of lens flares. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. There was a couple. There were a couple, but they were, you know, they were okay. There wasn't like every other. Mostly know, when they were firing the giant weapon was when you yeah. saw the most of them. Yeah. Like that pushing, pushing shot on Kylo Ren as he's watching the weapon fire. Yeah. You see yeah. a lot of them in that scene, but that's to be expected. That was okay. That was, you know, topical. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for helping um, rid us of 2015. And to all our listeners and uh, watchers and uh, people who enjoy Game On Girl, thanks for your support. Mm -hmm. And uh, Game On 2016. <laughs> game On. Game On. We'll see Bye, you guys. guys next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.